Welcome, everybody, to Football Talk with Freddie, the number one podcast for football. Today it is Thursday, uh, September 16th. Yes, today's the 16th. Uh, today, today we're going to be doing our week two recaps from college football. And then we're going to be doing our week three predictions. I'm going to go through this a little bit quickly. Uh, sorry, the when I was recording this with my friend Dan, Daniel, uh, the file got corrupted. And and I lost my predictions. I'm going to go over his predictions too. I'll, I'll say who he had in all the games. And then, and then we're also going to be recapping the week one games. Or week two games, I should say. Say so I'll talk about the big things I noticed. I'm just going to talk about the score. If it was a blowout and if there wasn't much to talk about, then I'll just tell you guys. But mostly we're just going to go over the big games or like the big stories that happened. So, yeah, uh, let's get right into the sto- right into the podcast. So uh, the first game we're going to be talking about today is, or recapping, I should say, is is uh, Coastal Carolina versus Kansas. Uh, Kansas... They they fought hard in the first half. Second half looked terrible. Coastal Carolina looked great both sides of the ball. And they won this game 49-22. Not a whole lot to talk about. Grayson McCall looked great. Uh, Javion Heli looked great. Reese White, three touchdowns. So, yeah, there's just not a lot to talk about besides Coastal Carolina dominated. Uh, next game, Mercer versus Bama. Not a whole lot to talk about either. Uh, Alabama destroyed them like they were supposed to. Uh, final score was 48-14. Uh, Mercer had the back door cover. So, so yeah, I, I think the spread was 45 or something. Uh, Mercer made it a 34-point game. So, yeah, that that's... That's not good. Nick Saban might not be happy about that. But at Brands, they destroyed him. Uh, they put in some backups in. Uh, Bryce Young, three touchdowns. Not a whole lot to talk about. Next game, UAB versus Georgia. Uh, the one story that I do want to talk about is, well, it's not really a story, but the one thing to note is JT Daniels, he missed the, he missed this game. Uh, he was hurt. Um, I think he got hurt in the Clemson game. and might have been in stories I've been saying or some articles I've been reading have been telling me that he's been hurt even before that game. I don't know if that's true or not, but obviously you don't want to be dealing with injuries, injuries, especially this early in the season. You don't want to be dealing with injuries ever, but if you're having them, uh, you don't want them happening early. You also don't want them happening late. So I guess it would be better for them to have it early, but at least after the Clemson game. Because I was looking at their schedule, and they they have a lot of games that they should win, so, but yeah, obviously losing your quarterback that's not a good sign. Uh, they brought in the mailman, he, he had a really good day, ten of twelve, two hundred eighty yards, five touchdowns. And didn't do a whole lot in the second half. I think they just ran the ball, for the most part. Uh, yeah, they dominated fifty six seven, twenty one points in the first quarter, fourteen in the second. Not not a whole lot to talk about, besides uh, the mailman's performance. But yeah, hopefully J two Daniels comes back soon. Next game is a game actually you want to talk about, uh, number twelve Oregon versus Ohio State. It was a great game back and forth. Everyone everyone said Oregon was going to win this game easily. I think Ohio State was a fourteen point favorite, thirteen point. But yeah, it. But yeah, oh, oh, I just, I'll talk about that in a second. But, but right now I'm doing my recaps. I just saw a big storyline that just came up. Sorry, sorry if I'm getting a little distracted. Uh, but yeah, Oregon, they looked great. Anthony Brown did what he needed to do. CJ Verdell, big day, twenty carries, hundred sixty one yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he did have one receiving touchdown though. So, so CJ Stroud. He had one interception, had 484 yards, three touchdowns. Oregon, they did just enough to win. Anthony Brown, two touchdowns, 236 yards. Didn't turn over the ball. 
So that's always a good sign. Um, they had two sacks. Three tackles in the backfield. Ohio State didn't have a single sack. That, that's, a, that's a rarity for Ohio State, not to have a single sack. So, so yeah, their, Ohio State's offense wasn't bad. Defense was not good. Oregon, they crushed it. They, they played great. Got the big upset in Ohio in Ohio Stadium. It's not easy to win there in Columbus. So props to them. Ohio State to go down one game, especially this early in the year, is not a good sign. But they they their season's not over with. A lot of Buckeye fans are saying their season's over with. It's not over with. Okay. That is the path hard for the playoffs? Yes, uh, I will admit that. Season's not over. You can still make the playoffs. They need other stuff to happen, but that's the thing. That's the thing with their early season loss. It, you, there are ways to bounce back from it. So, that that's that's the one positive for them. Uh, next game we got Western Carolina versus Oklahoma. Not a whole lot to talk about. Just Spencer Rattler five touchdowns. They won seventy six nothing. Uh, not a whole lot to talk about. Next game, we got Texas A&M versus Colorado. Texas A&M won the game 10-7. Colorado played great defense. Texas A&M played great defense. Nobody was moving the ball on offense. Haynes King, he was the starting quarterback this year. He got hurt early in the game. I think it was in the first quarter or maybe going into the second. But he got hurt. I, I, I forgot what happened. I think it was a ankle injury. Uh, let, me, let me see what it was. Was but I know he's gonna be out for the next month. Um, uh, let me see. Does it say? Crack in his leg. Undergoes surgery to a crack in his leg. Broken tibia. Oh yeah, so that that's not. That's no, so it wasn't an ankle, but yeah, that's not. That's not a good sign. It was his broken ankle. He he'd probably be out for longer, honestly. But so I, but yeah, it. I I didn't watch the game. I watched a little bit. I watched the first half. Second half, I didn't get to see. I'll admit, I was at the Mississippi State game, so. So, yeah, and then they brought in Zach Calzada. He did not play well. 18 of 38, had 183 yards, one touchdown. Down. He did leave the game-winning drive, so props to him on that. But he fumbled the ball. They just did not look good. Colorado, respect to them. They they fought with one of the best teams in the country. So you got to give them that, but they – they got to improve a lot. A lot, especially for the next five weeks. This I know next week they play New Mexico. That That's a that's a win, I, I think. Again, nothing's guaranteed, but I think they'll win. But then they play Arkansas, Mississippi State. They're undefeated right now, Alabama. And when they get into SEC play, that's that's when you don't really want those injuries. So, yeah, But it, it's going to be out for – Haynes King's going to be out for a while, so they're going to have to find a way to pull off some wins if they want to stay alive in the playoff hunt. Uh, yeah. Next game we got South Carolina State versus Clemson. Not a whole lot to talk about. Clemson won 4-9-3. DJ Ugalele, 14 of 24, 171 yards, one touchdown. I didn't watch the game, so I can't tell you too much, but that's not a good stat line, I would say. Say... So, but, hey, they won. Clemson's still in the playoff hunt. Again, they're just like Ohio State. And the, the question's going to, think I think that's going to come down to is who who wins their conference and who's going to be the higher-rated team? Are they going to go with Ohio State or are they going to go with Clemson if they were both 11-1 and and won their division? Or not just division, they had to win their conference. So 
they lose another game, they're pretty much done unless crazy stuff happens, which could. But yeah, there there's a lot that would need to happen. Uh, next game, Murray State versus Cincinnati. Murray State they they were, competed well in the first half, and honestly, not just the first half for the first three quarters of the game, uh, it was seven to seven at halftime. And then it became 21-7. And then they scored 21 points in the fourth quarter to take a big lead. Uh, Murray State, though, they competed with them pretty well, I would say. Uh, Cincinnati, they they cannot be playing like that. I don't know if they look, overlooked them. But, you, but Cincinnati, they definitely need to go undefeated if they want to have a chance for the playoffs. So, And they got a tough schedule coming up. As so, they at least they won the game forty two seven. So it looks good, but if you're watching the game, it did not look good for Cincinnati. Uh, and I and I saw a little bit, not too much, more of the first half, and they did not look good. Uh, second second game or ne- next game, we got Toledo versus number eight Notre Dame. Notre Dame was a big favorite in this game. I think they. They did not play well. They had to come from behind to win this game. Uh, they won the game 32-29. They should have had this game in the bag. Did not play well at all. Offensively, defensively, didn't play well. Jack Owen led a game-winning drive. So that that's a positive, but the teams needs to play a lot better. Kyron Williams, 78 yards total. Michael Meyer, seven receptions, 81 yards. Big game for him. Devin Maddox for Toledo, nine receptions, 135 yards. Yards. Uh, Brian Kobik, 20 carries, 114 yards for Toledo. They they had six sacks. Toledo had six sacks on Notre Dame. 11 tackles in the backfield. They controlled the line of scrimmage uh, for Notre Dame. They had five sacks and 11 tackles in the backfield. Chris McDonald had a pick six for Notre Dame or for Toledo. It Toledo came to play, and they 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 were going to be a pretty good team in the MAC. Notre Dame though, they should have definitely beat beat them, and they did, but beat them by more. I mean, like they they should not be the. It should not have been that close. And Notre Dame, they might be 2-0. And Florida State, they lost to Jacksonville State. That's not a that's not a good sign. Sign. So their win does not look as good. Um Yeah, Notre Dame they gotta get stuff together. And they play Cincinnati in a couple weeks, so that's so that's uh, that's another thing. Uh, next game we got, we had the college game day game of the week. Number ten Iowa taking on number nine Iowa State. Iowa won the game twenty seven to seventeen. Played great defense. Held another team to under twenty five points. Uh, I wish I could find out what the streak was. Uh, uh, Iowa's offense did not play well. They had only one hundred six passing yards, fifty seven rushing yards. Yards offense was non existent. Iowa State, same thing. Brock Purdy, three interceptions. Uh, they brought in Hunter Deckers, who had one touchdown, 11 of 16. Um, uh, not bad numbers, and he also led a touchdown. Brees Hall was shut down for the most part. Uh, receiving 252 receiving yards for Iowa State. Brees Hall did fumble it as well. Uh, Iowa had two sacks, seven deflections, four tackles in the backfield. Iowa State, nine tackles in the backfield, four sacks. This was a big defensive game. Iowa's defense had three interceptions. That's probably what kept them in the game. Iowa's defense is one of the best in college football. It's up there with Georgia, I would say. I, I don't care what anyone says. I think it's definitely up there with Georgia. Is it better? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, we'll see how things go throughout the season, but 
but I was, I was, Iowa. Their offense definitely has to improve if if they want to be a playoff team. They have the defense to definitely be one. Offensively, though, they have to improve. Iowa State played solid defense, but terrible offense, and that's what the Big Twelve is known for. The next game we got Ball State versus Penn State. Again, not a whole lot to talk about. Penn State dominated uh, like they should have. Ball State and scored 13 points. Not not a lot to talk about. Uh, but next week they have a great game against Auburn. White out. Uh, it's going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, next game. And then, yeah. Uh, let's see. Next game, number 13, Florida versus South Florida. Uh, Florida had a big first half. They got up to 35 points. Second half didn't do a thing. They only scored one touchdown. USF scored some 17 points in the second half. Uh, I don't know. Florida took out some guys. Emory Jones, though, he did not look good. He had two interceptions, one touchdown, 150 yards. Anthony Richardson, three of three, 152 yards, two touchdowns. And he had 115 rushing yards on the ground, one rushing touchdown. Emory Jones had 81 yards and one touch, rushing touchdown. They could not run the ball. South Florida, not a whole lot to talk about them. Couldn't move the ball. And they didn't, couldn't pass the ball. They didn't, they didn't have – they had four different people throw a pass, they, and they still couldn't get it under 200 yards. Uh, J- Jacob Copeland, he's been their leading receiver this year. He had five receptions, 175 yards, two touchdowns. And for Florida, they had seven tackles in the backfield, one sack. But, yeah, it USF is not the best team. They, I have, again, they, I don't know if they took guys out. I didn't watch that game. Because I was at work, and two, I I didn't think Florida would have problems with them. Tw- only a twenty two point win, but they played well in the first half. That uh, they got to get their quarterback situation figured out. Uh, uh, is it going to be Emory Jones or Anthony Richardson? I would say everything points to Anthony Richardson, though. Uh, okay, here's what. I, here's my thoughts. Anthony Richardson, okay, yeah, he obviously right now he's having the better stat line, and I think he's probably definitely the guy, or at least I w- I want to see what he can do for a full game. He's thrown, he's thrown eleven passes, has one hundred ninety two yards. Yeah, he only has a fifty four percent completion percentage. Again. It, again, he hasn't had that many passes. Uh, Emory Jones, f- 49 yards. He only has, Emory Jones has 49, or, ha- yeah, has 72 more passing yards on 30-plus attempts. That's three yards an attempt, and he has two touchdowns, four picks. I want to see what Anthony Richardson can do for a full game. Uh, he definitely has a running ability, 275 yards, two touchdowns. He he's definitely a dual threat. Threat. I want to see what he can do in the passing game because you're you definitely have to pass some. Some they just can't be running the ball the whole time. But I I'm curious who they go with. Uh, some people are saying he they trust in Emory Jones because he's been with the team longer. I can see that, but I just when you're playing Alabama this week. You have to go with your best guy. Not the most experienced. And I would go with Anthony Richardson. Uh, next game we got Stanford versus number 14 USC. Stanford won the game 42-28. Dominated every every quarter. USC, and they scored 15 points in the fourth quarter to make it look a little clo- a bit closer, but they did not play well. Keen Slovis, 27-42, 223 yards, one touchdown, one pick. They had 185 yards rushing the ball. Uh, Tanner McKee, he had a really good day, 16-23, 234 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Nathaniel Pete, six carries, 115 yards, one touchdown. And Tanner McKee also had a rushing touchdown. Um, and after this game, USC fired Clay Helton. 
they're going to be looking for a new coach. Uh, they're probably not going to decide on one until obviously after the season. And uh, people have started listing candidates. Uh, you're not going to see anything for that job until later. So, uh, yeah, USC's looking for a new coach. They're probably probably aren't going to finish the year well. Stanford, after a rough game against Kansas State, they bounce back and get a big win. Uh, next game, Texas versus Arkansas. I'm going to just tell you the scores involved in the game. Arkansas, they dominated. Texas, the mo- for the most part, KJ Jefferson hit the 14 of 19, 138 yards, one interception. Had 73 rushing yards. Not, eh, he didn't have to do a whole lot, I guess. Traylon Burks, five reception, 37 yards. Uh, Arkansas just dominated. Offensively, defensively, Texas. They're not back. That That's all I can tell you. Uh, next game, Wisconsin versus Eastern Michigan. Wisconsin controlled the game. Graham Ertz had 14, 17, 140 yards. Did what he needed to do. They got the win. Uh, Middle Tennessee versus Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech won. Uh, did what they needed to do again. Austin P versus Ole Miss. Ole Miss dominated in the first half. Matt Corral had five touchdowns on Ontario Drummond. Big day, six receptions, 170 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, they, they looked great offensively, defensively. Again, they were playing Austin P. So I'll tell you with a grain of salt. Nah, not because I hate Ole Miss. I don't hate them. I, I just mess with them. Uh, next game, we got the Holy War. We got Utah versus BYU. Uh, BYU dominated this game. I wouldn't say dominate. Yeah, yeah I would say they did. Uh, they won the game 26-17. Played great. Jaron Hall had three yards or three or three touchdowns, not three yards. Uh, Charlie Burr, 15-26, 147 yards. One touchdown, one pick. Tyler Allgear, 20 carries for 102 yards. Um, BYU just played great offensively. Had two sacks, five tackles in the backfield, six pass deflections. Chaz Ayu had a pick, or Chaz, for BYU. BYU, they're looking pretty solid this year. Are they as good as they were last year? Time will tell, but they're looking pretty solid. And they won the Holy War for the first time since 2009. So that's a big accomplishment for them. The next game, we got Appalachian State versus Miami. Miami won this game 25-23. And I think they kicked a game-winning field goal. And they did not look good. Appalachian State competed. Not a whole lot to talk about there. Miami's got to play a lot better. Uh, next game, UNLV versus Arizona State. Arizona State had a slow first half or first quarter and then dominated the rest of the way. Uh, Jane Daniels, big game. He had 175 passing yards, two touchdowns, and 125 yards on the ground. And that's a lot to talk about. Uh, they play BYU next week. Then we got Georgia State versus UNC. UNC dominated 59-17. Sam Howell, 29-29, 352 yards, three touchdowns. And he had 100 yards rushing and two rushing touchdowns. Uh, then we have our last game to talk about, Alabama State versus Auburn. Not a whole lot to talk about. Auburn won the game 62 nothing. Should have been 55-7. Auburn had a kick six. So... Not not a whole lot to talk about. Auburn just dominated. Uh, next, Bonex looks great. Again, they were playing Alabama State. I'm taking this with the grain of salt. But next week, they play Penn State. So we'll see. Is Auburn for real, or did they just beat up on two bad opponents? And now we're going to be doing our predictions for this week. Uh, I'll, I'm going to try to go through it a little bit quickly. Uh, first game we got Nebraska versus Oklahoma. Oklahoma is a twenty-two and a half point favorite. This is the first time they've played since twenty ten when they played in the Big Twelve Championship. I, I'm going with Oklahoma. Nebraska 
Yeah, they looked better against Buffalo, I'll admit that. But still I don't I don't think they're gonna win this game. Maybe they prove me wrong. If if Nebraska can win this game, maybe it can help save Scott Frost's job. If they can win this that will now that will help Nebraska a lot. But I don't think they are. I'm going with Oklahoma. Uh, next game, we got New Mexico versus Texas A&M. Uh, New Mexico, they have ta- Terry Wilson. He was a transfer from Kentucky. He's had a solid season. Uh, he has 562 passing yards and six touchdowns. Uh, Texas A&M, they are going to be without Haynes King. Ting, and then they got Zach. Zach. Uh, Calzetta, Calzada, I think that's how you say it. He's going to be the quarterback. Uh, I, I'm going with A&M. I don't care who they play at quarterback. I just think A&M's going to win this game. But and mainly because of their defense. But New Mexico, they're starting off 2-0. and pretty, pretty good start for them. But, yeah, A&M's going to win. Uh, next game, we got number eight, Cincinnati versus Indiana. Uh, Cincinnati's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The game's in Indiana. Uh, Indiana had a rough week one, lost like 33-3 to three or something like that. Uh, Michael Penix had like three picks. They played terrible. Last week, they played Idaho. They won the game and played great, as expected. Uh, this week, they play Cincinnati. They could bounce back a lot. Cincinnati, they really need this win. They have to go undefeated. And beating a Power 5 team would be great for their resume. So, so who do I think is going to win? Um, I really want to pick Indiana. I think they'll, they're going to bounce back. Especially after the slow start they had against Indiana. Or, I mean, or Murray State last week. I'm going to go with Cincinnati, but I think it's going to be a, a tight game. Uh, next game, we got Virginia, number 15, Virginia Tech versus West Virginia. West Virginia is actually a favorite in this game. Uh, last week, they played Long Island. They won 66 nothing. Kind of expected. They had a close game against Maryland that they lost. Uh, uh, they can bounce back here. Uh, Virginia Tech. This would be another good win for them. Because uh, right now they're they're like one of the only Big Twelve or Big ACC teams that are still undefeated. Uh, I don't that. Who else is? I'm curious. Who else is undefeated in the in the ACC? I think maybe Wake Forest is. Uh, Wake Forest, Boston College. Uh, they have five teams. Virginia, Pitt, Virginia Tech, Boston College, and Wake Forest. And they only have two teams, I think, ranked. Clemson, North Carolina, or three teams. Virginia Tech as well. So, I'm going with Virginia Tech in this game. Uh, They just looked really good. West Virginia. Nah, I know they have a really good defense. I, I feel like this is going to be a low-scoring game. But I'm, I'm going with the Hokies in this game. I, I, I swear, if the Hokies lose... If the Hokies lose this game, I don't know what I'm going to say. Because literally, that's the one reason I didn't pick them week one against UNC. Because I'm like, I don't trust Fuente. And this week, I'm going with them and they're probably gonna let me down but what the heck let's go virginia tech uh next game we got coastal carolina versus buffalo i was actually really excited for this game in the off season uh until lance lapoid left for kansas uh buffalo they they still have a solid team uh it's not i don't think it's as good as it was last year again they only played a few games so i don't I, I, they still had a really good team, don't get me wrong, but we we didn't get to see a whole lot 
of it. Um, but Coastal Carolina, yeah, obviously America's team right now, two and zero. They're a fourteen point favorite in this game, really. Like I know they have a really good team, but it's in Buffalo. Eh, there's not any cold weather, so. So, but I'm, I'm going with Coastal Carolina. I really hope Buffalo wins this game, but. Eh, they did not look good against Nebraska. If they if they played a close game and they would have lost, or if they would have won, I probably would have gone with Buffalo. But I don't know. The team is still really good, and I think they could win win the MAC. But Coastal Carolina is just a different level. So I'm going with the Chanticleers. Next game, we also got a pretty good game. We got Michigan State. Taking on number twenty four Miami, Michigan State's two and out. Mel Tucker, he he's having a pretty good start this year. Uh, they beat Northwestern and then they dominated Youngstown State, as expected. Northwestern, honestly, I don't think it's gonna be that good this year, and that, that's just my thoughts. But but Michigan State still two and out. Pretty good start. You can't complain about that. Uh, Miami, 1-1. One one. They lost to Alabama, got crushed. Had a close game last week. Not looking that good. I'm I'm going with Miami in this game. I, I know Michigan State has Kenneth Walker. He's been having a great year. Uh, one of the best running backs right now. But I... I, I I'm I'm probably regretting this, but I'm going with Miami. I think they'll bounce back this week. If they don't bounce back this week, then I I think I'm done picking them for the rest of the year, unless the, and I probably won't be picking them unless they're playing a ranked team, team or if they become ranked again. And even then, I don't think I I'm gonna pick them. So, so Miami, I'm giving you another chance this week. But this is going to be a very good game. Uh, next game, we got Northern Illinois versus 25 Michigan. Northern Illinois, they did beat one Power 5 team already this year. They beat Georgia Tech 22-21. Uh, Michigan, they're 2-0. They beat uh, Western Michigan and then beat Washington. That's a, that's a quality win for them, maybe. Washington's not off to a good start. They're 0-2 right now. So, so yeah, uh uh, Northern Illinois, they have Rocky Lombardi. He was uh, the quarterback at Michigan State last year. I, uh, or maybe it was two years ago. Uh, he he has three touchdowns already this year, uh, 369 yards. And he's, and he's been Michigan before. Can he put, do it again this year? I, I don't think so. I'm going with Michigan in this game. Uh, next game, we got Purdue versus Notre Dame. Notre Dame's a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, they've struggled in their first two games. Purdue's two and zero. They they beat UConn last week. That's not impressive. Or they beat Oregon State 30-21. Decent win for them. I'll admit that. Uh, Notre Dame. I I just don't know if I trust them. Okay, I just don't know if I can trust them. Like if the if they keep playing the way they did the past two weeks. They're they're just almost bound to lose another game, or a game. They've they've they haven't lost a game yet, but they're almost bound to lose a game. I'm going with Notre Dame, but I'm I'll admit I'm not fully confident in them. I'm confident enough to pick them, but it's I it, I just I just don't know. I'm I'm gonna pick Notre Dame, but they they gotta play a lot better. Next game we got number one Alabama versus number eleven Florida. Alabama's a fourteen point favorite. Uh, they've been playing great all year. Not well, they they played Mercer last week. They played great against Miami. Florida has struggled a little bit with Florida Atlantic. Uh, same thing against USF. Then I would say they pretty much controlled the USF. They USF just scored a couple points in the end but uh, but their quarterback situation I don't trust them 
they're playing in the swamp. I, I got to go with Bama. There's, I just don't, I, I don't go against Nick Saban. You don't go against Nick Saban. I'll just say that. I don't care who's playing them. I, you just can't go against Nick Saban. It would be awesome to see Florida pulled the upset. If they start Anthony Richardson, maybe. But even then, I I don't think Florida has a, a real chance. I'm going with Alabama. Next game, we got Kent's number. We got Kent State taking on number five Iowa. Iowa's a twenty-two and a half point favorite. Uh, Dustin Crum, the quarterback. Yeah, he he's not having the best year. He's twenty-four or forty-three, two hundred sixty-nine yards, one touchdown. Marcus Cooper, 161 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Iowa's offense has not been looking good. Uh, luckily, they, I think they played Kent State this week. Uh, they don't have the best defense. So uh, I think there's a good team, a good chance that they're playing them. So they can try to get their offense going. But defense is one of the best. I, I don't expect Kent State to put up more than... 10 points, just like the A&M game, and maybe even less, but it's, but Iowa's offense, there's concerns there, but I think they can take care of Kent State. Wait, who did Kent State play last week? They played Virginia Military. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with Iowa. Uh, next game, we got Georgia Tech versus Clemson. <laughs> Clemson, 20-point favorite, going with them. Yeah, you just can't go with Georgia Tech. <laughs> who did they, they even play last week? Oh, Kansas State. Okay, yeah, I, I'm going with Clemson. Uh, next game, there's, there's not a whole lot to talk about for that game. Uh, next game, we got Tulsa taking on number nine, Ohio State. Tulsa, they've, played, they've had a pretty decent defense this year. Offense though has been struggling. Uh, uh, Ohio State, uh, they they had a bad loss against uh, Oregon last week. Uh, they cannot lose again this year if they want to make the playoffs. Twenty five points favor in this game, kind of low. Maybe maybe they're taking into account Tulsa's defense, and Tulsa they've played some close games. Whether it's a good one or a bad one, they had a close game against UC Davis. It was 19-17. Then they played Oklahoma State. It's 28-23. I'm, I'm going with... I Actually, I don't know. Last time Ohio State played a team from Tulsa in any sport, aka when I say any sport, uh, that I know of, football, basketball, or baseball, out of those sports, they lost. Last time they played a team from Tulsa, Oklahoma. If you don't know, I'm talking about the Oral Roberts versus Ohio State. Uh, okay, but actually, though, Ohio State's going to win this game. No question. Uh, uh, they, they should use this game to get their defense going. It'd be... A nice boost for them because their defense has been terrible this year. Uh, next next game we got got Georgia Southern versus number twenty Arkansas. Georgia Southern now they're one and one. They they had a, a close win against Gardner Webb, and then they struggled against Florida Atlantic. Uh, uh, Arkansas they pulled off a big upset against. Against uh, Arkansas last week, they had a they had a rough first half against Rice, but second half they played a lot better. Uh, Arkansas is twenty three and a half point favorite. I'm gonna take Arkansas. Yeah, it. It I think it's an easy pick. Next game we got South Carolina versus Georgia. Two teams that are still undefeated, both two and zero. They're both of them are one of the fifty teams that are left undefeated. How many are going to remain undefeated after this week? I don't know. At least eight teams are going to fall. Um, I was I was looking at least eight teams because there's two and zero versus two and zero, and there's no ties, so at least eight teams will fall this week. 
who do I go with? We got Georgia, 31, half-point favorite. South Carolina, 2-0. They struggled with with East Carolina last week. Then they took care of business against Eastern Illinois. I've, I've, I went with Eastern Illinois. I don't know why. <laughs> I've... I've, I, it was a bold take. It was a bold take because they were starting Zeb Nolan. I just, I don't know why. So, yeah, we're not, we're not going to talk about that. But South Carolina still two and zero. They played pretty good defense. Offense though has to improve, uh, a lot. Uh, and especially when they're playing Georgia, who has a really good defense. Uh, I don't know who's going to be starting for Georgia. Might be Stetson Bennett. Maybe JT Daniels is back. Maybe they go with Carson Beck. I don't know. Because Stetson Bennett did get hurt too. Or at least he was on the injury report. I don't know if he's playing or not. I have a feeling they might play him. But but I'm taking Georgia in this game. There's. I, I don't see how you can take South Carolina. It's. Man, but well, they did beat him a couple years ago, and but it, yeah, only way South Carolina wins this game is if they can hold, if they can slow down Georgia's offense, a lot, or their offense can get going. That they actually both they need to shut down Georgia's offense, like hold them to under like twenty points. And in South Carolina's offense got to be able to score. I don't know who's going to be starting. I don't know if it's going to be Zeb Nolan or Luke Doty. Either I don't care who starts. I'm taking Georgia with this game. Next game we got Stony Brook, the Stony Brook Sea Wolves, are taking on on number four Oregon. Oregon big win last week. Uh, uh they're a forty-two point favorite. Uh, I it, I'm taking Stony Brook. Stony Brook Sea Wolves. You can't go wrong with that. Okay, I'm be, I'm being honest. I'm taking Oregon. There's we there's not a whole lot to talk about. Uh, next game we got Auburn versus Penn State. Game of the week. College game day of the week. Uh, Penn State's a five point favorite. It's gonna be a close game. Auburn pretty solid defense. Uh, offense has looked good, but. I have still have concerns. This is their first big test this year. Penn State, they beat Wisconsin. Now they took care of business. Offense didn't look the best. Defense did enough. Or looked great. Offense did just enough, but it wasn't the best. And then they played uh, Ball State last week. Uh, Auburn, yeah, played Alabama State. I'm going with Penn State for this game. If... Auburn can win this would be a great win for Brian Harson. And uh, what was Brian Harson's record versus ranked teams or power five teams? I- I'm just curious. Uh, I can't think of any notable. Uh, okay, he. Wait, no, no. Brian Harson's record versus Power Five. In twenty nineteen, he was okay. This is twenty nineteen. He he's beaten eight Power Five teams in like eight years. Uh, Brian Harson, yeah, okay. Does it say? Yeah, I I don't know. Either way, I'm taking I'm taking Penn State in this game. Bo Nix, he struggles on the road. I don't I just don't know how to take him. Or at least he did last year. Maybe maybe he's looked good. I'll admit that I'm not discrediting that he hasn't looked good, but. 
Okay. Again, you have to look at the opponent. Okay. That, that's just me. You gotta look a little bit at the opponent. So, yeah. Uh, next game we got... Uh, Virginia versus UNC. This should also be a pretty good game. Virginia has 2-0. It's had a great start. Brennan Armstrong, he's, he has eight touchdowns this year. Two, or seven touchdowns through two games. I think he has a rushing touchdown. Sam Howell bounced back last week after a terrible week one. Who do you take in this game? I'm t- I think I'm taking UNC. North Carolina, I, I'm taking him. I think Sam Howell's going to bounce back again. He did last week, obviously, but but they're, I think they're going to win this game. It's in Chapel Hill. They're at home. I think they'll they'll win. But Virginia, they're 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 not a team to sleep on so far. They're they're a pretty solid team. Uh, next, but I'm going with UNC. Next game we got Tulane versus number seventeen Ole Miss. Ole Miss a fourteen point favorite. They beat Louisville week one. Dominated them. Then they played Austin P. Dominated them, which they should. This week they played Tulane. Tulane last week they played Morgan State in Birmingham. Uh, uh, they, yeah, they dominated. Then they played the week before. They played Oklahoma. Had a chance to win, uh, but didn't get it done. They lost forty to thirty-five. Uh, they put up. They can. They can put up points. Tulane can put up points. Um, uh, Michael Pratt. He's a great quarterback. Ole Miss defense. Uh, I'm not gonna count the Austin P game. That uh, that this is me. Uh, Louisville. Yeah, they have a decent offense. So, but I'll admit they looked good in that game. This is the real t- test. But Tulane. That so, at least so far, this is gonna be the best team that they play. Offensively, uh, it's going to be a high-scoring game, I think. Can Tulane pull off the upset in Oxford? Uh, Mississippi State fans are hoping for that. Uh, I'm going with Ole Miss. I'm going to stick with Ole Miss. However, I'm cheering for the green wave. Hope you guys pulled off the upset. That would be huge. I'm always going for the underdog. I, I always root for the underdog, but for my picks, I... I pick who I think is going to win, okay? That's a little bit different. So, uh, over under 76 and a half. Uh, yeah, so you know it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, that, that's like the, probably the highest over under this year, honestly. I, I can't think of one where it was over 76 and a half, at least for this year. Uh, next game, but I'm taking Ole Miss. Next game, we got number 19 Arizona State versus number 23 BYU. BYU got a big win over Utah last week. Won the Holy War for the first time since 2009. Arizona State, they took care of UNLV. Uh, that I, I forgot who they played week one. Wasn't somebody good. Southern Utah, yep. Um. Uh, this is a big game for, for both teams. BYU, they're trying to. Prove that they can still be a great team, even though they lost a lot of guys last year. Jaron Hall, he's done a nice job so far. Got to give him credit. Uh, Arizona State, yeah, they they have a lot of stuff going on right now. Obviously, obviously with some scandals, they 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 want to keep everyone away from that. So they're trying to win some games because who knows what happens in the future that could be hurting their team. So right now they're just trying to enjoy it, get the win, because they don't know what's going to happen in the future. Uh, BYU, you again, yeah, they beat Utah. I've said that I think two or three times. <laughs> so I, I'm going with who? Who do I go with? I'm going with Arizona State. I really like Jaden Daniels. I think they're going to get the job done. Uh, this is going to be a very close game. The game's in Provo, Utah. Yeah, yeah, it, it's gonna come down to the wire. Uh, next game we got number fourteen Iowa State versus UNLV. Iowa State la- uh, last week lost lost to yeah Iowa couldn't couldn't do much on offense. 
they got to do better this week. Uh, they play UNLV. They should be able to beat them. They're a 32.5-point favorite. Not a whole lot to talk about UNLV. Only thing people know about them is Tay Martell's there. Uh, but he's not even starting. He's not even the backup. I think he's like the third or fourth string. Maybe Actually, I don't even think he's listed on the def chart. That's how bad he is. Or I, I wouldn't say bad he is, is, but obviously he hasn't been able to stay on a team. But but he also got there late, so that's probably a reason, too. People people just don't think about that. You don't just show up like two weeks before the season and expect to start. Could he start down the later this year? Probably. But yeah, uh, I'm taking Iowa State. And then the last game we got. The Fresno State Bulldogs taking on number 13 UCLA. UCLA, they had a bye week last week. They, Fresno State, they beat or they almost beat Oregon a couple weeks ago. Um, but that didn't get it done. Uh, Jake Hain, Honor, he, he's having a great year. He has 1,000 yards, eight touchdowns, so three games. Uh, UCLA, obviously their best player, I think, Zach Charbonnet, 223 yards. Four touchdowns through two games. Uh, Josh Kelly also for Fresno State is having a great year. 11 receptions, 253 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, I think he's one of the leading receivers in college football right now. So, uh, yards-wise, for for receivers. Uh, who do I take in this game? I'm taking US, UCLA. Uh, they got a lot, tons of momentum. They're coming off a bye week, so they should be all rested. Uh, Fresno State. They yeah, they destroyed Cal Poly last week. It, it's it's gonna be a close game. It's gonna come down to the wire, I think. But I'm gonna give UCLA the edge. Eleven point favorite. I I would take Fresno State. For that, but I'm going with UCLA. Hey everyone, I just wanted to thank you guys for listening to my podcast. Really appreciate the support. Hey, sorry this one went, took a while. Uh, obviously, I had a lot more games to recap. Um, um, and then I was also on a time crunch. Crunch, because uh, when I recorded it, the file corrupted and it messed things up. But I still wanted to get this out to you guys. So, it's... I did the best, yeah, best I could. Um, hope you guys had the, a great rest of your week. Uh, I'll be back next week. Hopefully, there's no problems. Um, um, yeah, enjoy some college football. There's a lot of good games this week, and every week it seems like it's going to get better and better for the matchups, and we get to learn more about each team. Team and and then sooner and just like two weeks, even. And for some teams, even right now, they're starting conference play. The battle for the conference championship. Maybe for some teams, that's their goal. Other teams win the national championship. Everyone's goals is a little bit different. But you have to start somewhere. So, yeah, I'm excited. This is going to be an exciting week of college football. And, yeah, hope you guys have a great rest of your week or weekend. And, yeah, Hill State, go Bills.